Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, and welcome to Positive Adoption. This is Kathleen Guire. I'll start with my update, my personal update. So what have I been up to during this crazy time? I feel like that's the beginning of my podcast every week now, during this crazy time. It's one crazy time or another. So what I have been doing is still doing projects around the house. And today I was power washing, which is one of my favorite things to do. I just love power washing, just watching that dirt wash away. And while I was power washing, I was praying because I wasn't sure if I even wanted to record a podcast, but I'm trying to be faithful and had a lot of other circumstances going on that stopped me from recording, but I decided to go ahead and do it. Because, like I said, I was praying while I was power washing. And I'm just like, Lord, I don't even know what to say. There are so many words out there. There are so many hateful things being said. There are so many wounded people. So many awful things being flung at them. And I just sometimes, I don't know what to say. I get so overwhelmed. And while I was power washing, I was just thinking, you know, it would be so great if we could just power wash the world. Just power wash all of these layers of hate and violence and disease and cancer and sickness and everything that we seem to be enveloped in. Because even though there are marches going on for George Floyd, and there are other things going on too. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to make light of what's going on in the name of social justice. But there's so so many other things going on All at the same time. People have loved ones in the hospital. People are dying of cancer today. Suicides are happening today. Abortions. Children are being abused. All of those things are happening and it can seem so overwhelming. Especially if you have a burden-bearing personality. And what does that mean? I have a burden-bearing personality. It's that you you don't just feel sympathy for someone. You are an empath. You feel what they were feeling. So I had to get off of social media. Just had to stay off there. So I don't really have a community update because if you reached out to me and said something about the podcast or the website... I haven't seen it because I just can't get on there because I feel all the feelings. And yes, we need to feel the feelings. 
but we don't need to be drowning into the feelings to the point that we cannot do what we need to do each day. Does that make sense? Okay, so I've talked for a long time about that. And on to the podcast. So like I said, I was really struggling with what to say. You know, this is like to encourage foster parents and adoptive parents in this podcast. And I found this quote by Sally Clarkson. I love her. And she has a new podcast to go with this. And it's a little bit long, but I'm going to read it. If we hope to see long-term changes in the ways people think about racism, equality, honor, civility, decorum, behavior, we need to understand that the shaping of a soul in the forming of convictions is a long-term endeavor, not solved in limited acts of dramatic engagement. Change did not usually come through enormous dramatic events, but heart-deep change comes from daily, weekly, monthly training and instruction over many years. Embracing virtue, loving godly character, happens over a lifetime of practicing living a godly life. And so one of the conversations that we've had One of the series that I did was Mistaken Goals and Beliefs, and I've also gone over the five B's affected by trauma, and the belief system is one thing that is severely affected by trauma, and if a child has come from an experience of traumatic beginnings, neglect and abuse, maybe an alcoholic parent that was abusive, then their belief system is askew to begin with. So if we step back and look at the big picture of what's going on in our world today, there are so many of us who have mistaken beliefs and goals, and we are living those out, and we're yelling at each other and shouting at each other on social media, and this person's right and this person isn't. Well, we have to remember our kiddos because this is going to trickle down to them. And I can't tell you what to tell your kids. I can't tell you what the best way of handling this is. But I just think that that her Sally Clarkson's quote is so spot on. It's not instantaneous. It takes years. In fact, I talk about this a lot. You know, there are layers and layers and layers of teaching and, and showing and loving and leading your children. It's not going to happen all in one day. So it is possible, though, to teach your kiddos And to watch God transform lives of little ones into adults who care deeply about the things of God. And isn't that what we want? You know, God is a father to the fatherless. And we need to act in that way and be a father to the fatherless. Those who have nobody there for them. Those who need someone to speak to, a shoulder to cry on. 
And when we act in those ways around our children and we teach those ways, I was just telling my dad this morning, you know, he was a big part of the civil rights movement. I mean, huge part of it. And I was texting him. It must be difficult for him to see this and wondering, like, did it not work? Did it not stick? And I asked him if he'd been triggered because of all of this all of the marches and these, you know, these things I won't get in. I'm trying not to get political. That's why I keep stopping and because I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But what I am saying is he taught us as children to value every human being. And if so, if you're listening and you have adopted children internationally or you're fostering kids then you can teach them that same thing by doing this yourself. I went to civil rights marches when I didn't even know what was going on at the time, but we did it anyway. And one of the ways that you can begin to teach your children is to delve into scripture and to focus on those things. I said on my live the other day, You know, when I was talking about anxiety, which I talked about on the podcast last week and on my live, I was addressing the adults because we're feeling a lot of anxiety. And one of the things I said is, you know, talk about it. Talk about it to the level that your kids can understand, which I said on the podcast last week. So talk about these things. Look up some history. Read some things. Read some actual accounts to the level that your children can understand. But I will also say, if you're a Christian, you should always, always take it back to the Word of God. Because this time period in history, like every other time period in history, has its challenges. And we have to remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Not only against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and mights and dominions in the heavenlies. So the word of God also says that we are seated in the heavenlies, in case you missed that. Because I missed that one for years. I'm like, woohoo, I'm in the heavenlies. I'm above all this stuff. No, that's where some of these principalities are. So as Christians, we should be praying. It also says that in Isaiah, it talks about the fast. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness and so that the oppressed go free? And it's interesting that I'm applying that to what's going on in the world today because I've always applied that to my kids. Because when our kids come into our home from different environments, they have bonds. They are tied up by the beliefs of abuse and neglect and whatever else they were bound up in. So when they come into our home bound, then we begin to pray and fast that those bonds would be loosened because Jesus said he came to set the captive free and there's layers of captivity. And these kiddos have these layers of captivity and some of them right now are feeling so fearful because they don't know what's going on just as much as we don't know what's going on. And one of the ways that we can make them feel more secure for that safety is to let them have a voice. How many people 
are out there in the world who feel as if they have no voice. And when I say have a voice, I mean let them talk about things. Even if you don't want to hear what they have to say at the moment. I know that's going to be difficult, especially when it comes to teens. They need to be able to just process all of these things that are going on in the world, whether it was the if you're still quarantined, whether it is the peaceful march, marches or the riots or whatever's going on. They need to process that verbally. They need to bounce that off of someone. And I will tell you, it is better for them to be able to bounce it off of you, mom or dad, than it is to find somebody else that you don't know and you don't trust to go talk to to about all of these things. You know, it's that whole principle of while your kids are under your roof, then they have that extra layer of protection from you. And if they want to question things, they sh- let them question them at home. Let them talk through things at home. Let them talk about their fears. I was just texting um, my friend Lori, and one of her kids just said, you know, I don't, I, here, take my phone. I can't be on social media anymore. It's just, it's too hard. It's too upsetting. So let your kids do that. If they say, hey, keep my phone for me, keep keep the phone. If they say, I can't stand this, or I don't understand why this person said this, and talk about it. It's okay to talk about it. Often when our kids need to talk about something, we think that simply letting them say whatever they need to say, whatever they want to get off their chest, so to speak, means that we agree with what they're saying. So we try to stop them. Raising my hand here. That is not a healthy thing to do. Just let them talk it through and then bring them back around. And if you think that's not biblical, just read the Psalms. Because David in the Psalms is just like, Oh my God, you have forsaken me. I wish you would just kill all my enemies and and that they would die. And, you know, just read through the Psalms. And then he comes back at the end. You know, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So it's okay to let your kids verbally process it. And if your kids are journaling, they like to journal, let them journal about it. Let them, that helps me. I was this morning, I was like, I was going to record this podcast this morning and I was sitting there with my journal and I was just writing all these things down and letting them come out and none of them made any sense. So I actually haven't used any of them in this podcast, but that's okay. That's my way of processing. In fact, when I was just talking to Lori, I was telling her I need to record this podcast, but I just don't even know what to say. And it is, it's hard to articulate. It's hard to say, you know, I just feel like I'm going to puke all the time, which I said on my live last week. And, and that's the way I feel. I feel like I'm going to puke all the time. So I've been rambling. Hopefully you got some points out of this for your kids. Let them talk. Let them have a voice. Let them say what they need to say and process it. And then work back through with them. And I've always taught my kids the evidential method, which they use on me now, is find people 
that have actually been at the event and talk to them. The evidential method is, you know, using archaeology artifacts and eyewitnesses who are actually there on the scene and written accounts of someone who has been there. So use, use that method that really has helped my kids and backfired on me when they bring it back to me, but it's a healthy way for them to learn what's really going on. So thanks for joining me today on Positive Adoption, and I will see you next week, and I will keep you in my prayers. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.